This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We are so excited to share something new we've been working on. We have now launched the Enneagram 8 community. This is a community where Enneagram 8s can come together to feel seen and heard for the heart of who they are, a place where you can just be you. If you're interested in joining us here, go to the Enneagram8community.com to sign up. It has been a few months, and I do apologize for that, but here it is, finally, part two of our interview with Kristen Harden. We talk about how eights relate to types five, four, three, two, and one. Better late than never, right? Hope you enjoy. Fives are not quite as easy in terms of sixes will tell you I want safety. Fives may not want to talk about that. Similarly, as a seven who's not as developed or healthy yet. So a five might not say that makes me feel safe. They might just get angry because they have a strong relationship to eight. So you guys might find that your five is hunkering down and preserving themselves a lot and not wanting to fight it out or then alternately fighting it out intensely with you. And you're both going to want to have that logical, my way is the right way. There's such passion with that five to have the one answer and an eight. So where they really work best together, and this again goes back to John Gottman research, is compromise. And that is not easy for either, but it's important for both because a good marriage always has an element of compromise and trading back and forth. And so some of the things we're going to do, we're going to do apart. Some of the things we're going to do together, and we're going to spend half the time on each. Sometimes it'll be mine, sometimes yours. And then another good tactic for this couple pairing is to say, how much does this one mean to you? And so the five may say, I have nothing left to give. I'm going to disappear if I do it. This means a 10 out of 10, I don't want to do it. And the eight may say, okay, well, that was only a four out of 10 for me. It's more important that we do this. And so allowing the five to have quiet time when they come home from work and resting by themselves is important or come out of their home office nowadays And then they'll be more likely to engage. Another thing that I think the eight gives to the five that needs to be given is the interaction with their bodies because fives don't like to do much exercise a lot of the time or just walking. Fives who are awakened to their eight space in different seasons of their lives will say, I'm going to do P90X or start up with some program that's very regimented, but they won't be the lifelong fitness gurus that eights are. Does that relate to you guys at all? Yeah, my daughter's a five. And I have to say of all the different pairings, this one, it shocked me at Mm -hmm. how much I was missing her. So Mm -hmm. I I had not realized that this quiet, watchful girl, and I could tell she had this core of strength in her. I had no idea that she'd go to bed a lot of the time and cry herself to sleep over something that I had said that I thought was, you know, mild. (laughs) Um, And she took as they're so sensitive, sensitive, and I had no idea. And because she doesn't verbally process, I almost felt like I don't stand a chance with this kiddo, because Mm -hmm. I had no way of knowing. And so discovering the Enneagram, I truly believe saved our relationship, because It gave her the gateway to feel like she could safely tell me how my words and actions impacted her. I think they're really potentially, there's so much harm that can happen between these two because Mm -hmm. of the, the eight's unawareness of how much we impact the fives and how little the fives give away of how sensitive they are. 
oh, you just said so much about fives. That's I'm so glad you figured it out because like you said, they won't tell. And it's not intuitive to an eight as to what was going on underneath or to most people who are working with a five because they're so covert. But did you find that one of the ways you could really bless her was by acknowledging even when she didn't, that she didn't have enough energy for things? Because in my experience with a five, they often won't say anything at all. And that's their no, and that's their boundary. And you have to then read it. Eight with high seven is the most energetic of all energetic plus sexual energy. So basically I am a ball of blazing fire and I never stop and I'm always restless and I always am concocting like adventures and fun. And what has happened in our family, what I've learned is what I do is I go ahead and I plan the fun and I just invite if they want to, they come along. If they don't, that's okay. So my expectations have totally changed. Mm. And for her in particular, it I just kind of set her free. Mm. I have basically become someone that invites her along. So she knows that she is wanted and loved. And I have absolutely been very clear that I have no expectations that she can or even will want to follow me along on my latest adventure or um, I even invite her into conversation and don't expect it either. I've just stopped expecting. A lot of people would say, please don't. But for a five, they love the pursuer distancer relationship and they love to have a game of it. And three sixes and nines love games too. So it's not just a five thing, but When I say games, I mean, we chase each other. It's fun. It's playful in that way that we don't always have one pushing and pursuing, but we have a rest period where I teach you what it looks like to pull back and to not pursue. And Mm. there's the faith that that takes to believe that I'll come back. And they well, do it, t- it totally works because she's become far more communicative <laughs> and oh, she's started to be the initiator. So she's the mm-hmm. one coming to find her mama and saying, let's go on this adventure. So it's pretty remarkable oh, when you suddenly oh. give them space, then they suddenly take up the space. So it's been such a gift. Wow. Okay, so fours and eights are both so passionate. We have a drawing that my friend who is an artist did of eight and four together with them being really a yin and yang, a white tiger with an orange tiger and the white tiger being that four who's really got to have that unique and the eight is the aggressive typical uh, orange tiger, but there's love between them because they have such passion in the heart space and in the body space together. So the eight can really gift the four with so much body energy and courage and speak truth into their lives and to remind them of their worth and their ability and their passion. And uh, growing up with an eight dad and a four brother, that was huge. They were always together because of that passion together and the push that my dad gave my brother allowed him to rise up a lot. Now, I will say that when I work with an 8-4 couple, what happens sometimes is the 4 has such an inner sensitivity that they really get upset when the 8 speaks damaging things into their lives and the 8 temper takes over because they see the 4 withdrawing. And so, of course, we know as pursuers that we want to push, 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 like we said about 5s. But fours are also withdrawlers, so they need us to give them some space. Not as much as fives need, but they do need some space to lick their wounds as we think of the tiger and to to rest and then to see us gently going into our heart space as an eight and getting softer 
And when I watch an eight in session trying to get soft, it's really sweet because it is an act at first. You guys are soft, but to show it is very hard. And to say, I empathize with you is very hard. So that's the work for the eight to do is to show it, to get softer, to give some space, to reapproach. And of course, like we said, for all eights, to try to use words that won't tear a four down farther than the four is already torn down. And then for the four to be able to say, I see you and I'm not going to put you below me or above me. I'm not going to rank you. We're both important. We're both equal. I'm not going to be just selfish about my needs, which a four can tend to do. Um, but I'm going to show you love too and serve you well. So that's my tips for eight and four. My brother, who's a four, and I, we struggle. We really struggle. And I think our, our stances, I'm social. And I, I think he's probably self-prez, maybe sexual. He, But he is... To me, I struggle with the selfishness of decisions he makes. So a lot of what I see he does is him pulling away from everyone in the group. And when we're together as a family, he, he can pull away to go do what he wants to do. And he leaves everybody else kind of behind, right? So, and, and we all pick up the slack for that. So I find that difficult. And what I'm trying to do in my head is reframe what he needs. So he clearly needs that space and time alone. I don't understand that. <laughs> and I love him to death, obviously. I mean, he's, he's my brother and I have such an affection for him. But I do, I struggle understanding him a lot of the time. Well, just remember that when fours get that space, they really do well when they come back. And if you really try to give them one-on-one -on -one time and listen to them, they love that. And right. they love attention. So if you can give yes. him tension, listening, and some space, even if he just gets when you're out for family vacay and he gets like a half a day to himself, he will come back refreshed. So I know that feels selfish to many of us, but what happens is we don't understand the damage done to them in childhood. And it doesn't mean that it was done by parents. It could have been a bully. It could have just been an inner quality that they always felt the deficiency, but it helps us to understand however that got there, I'm going to help them to feel better about who they are. That's very helpful. Eights and threes are really a fun pairing. I wanted to call them big reputation, but my <laughs> partner said no because it was a little derogative and she was right. It can mean like a bad reputation, but <laughs> of the Taylor Swift song. So every single time I hear that song, I always want to like, um, it, and it's actually called Endgame, that song. But I want to like shout from the rooftops, like this song is dedicated to the threes and the eights. Because <laughs> it's, it's like so much fun to think about all they do in the world together. And a lot of three, eight pairs are very passionate, as you probably know. And they uh, the eight often leads from behind. But what the eight needs to know is how very, very sensitive their three is. Like we said about five and eights. They are so sensitive, maybe the most sensitive, and they serve their eight so well, and they put on airs amongst society to make their relationship seem the best because threes like attention socially, and that achievement means the world to them. And so when their eight scowls and gets angry about all the attention the three is getting, 
I want this pairing to really try to work to get the attention together because eights love attention too. So when they can put the power into the togetherness of that attention, and of course, I'm going to pair that with do good things in the world, not just be narcissists together. Um, it's beautiful. You know, they get to, my sister and her husband are this pairing. They wear their shirts that say king and queen. And, um, you know, they have so much fun kind of looking down on me when we're together. And I just love it. And I was a seven. I just laugh. I'm like, you guys are too much, you know, but they're like, we're amazing. And we know it. And so I think that when they're together, they're the most happily and prideful in a good way pairing that I can think of. And because the three has a huge heart and so does the eight, they actually help a lot of people together. So I, I feel they have huge potential if the eight can keep in mind your three is very sensitive and may deceive you to get attention if you give only the negative brassy attention. And then the three needs to know, of course, that the eight is paying attention more than they let on and feeling more insecure than they let on when they see the three flirting around or lying or doing things. So it's kind of like then eight wants to go withdraw from them even more. But what they really need to do is have a good talk and say like, hey, this is a really important relationship to me, my most important, and I don't feel safe or I don't feel seen or I don't feel heard. And then the other one needs to move. And luckily with this pairing, they're both quite practical. So they usually, if they have practical tips, will do the work. A few areas that I've, I've noticed that um, rub up against the three with me is they seem to, of all types, have an x-ray vision to see through the tough act <laughs> more than any other number. They kind of can tell that we are putting on a tough act and they're super unimpressed by it and don't understand the point. So they're very baffled by that whole thing. And so um, that's good. I, I like that. It's a source of frustration when I feel like they aren't recognizing our superpowers, though, and the actual legitimate strength and that we are actually literally tough um, and that that's a good thing because I don't think they value that. They don't value toughness. That's where things go a little bit tense is they value getting along with the group. Like they value being able to um, kind of seamlessly work with whoever. And sometimes an eight just knows intuitively that it can't work because something's not right. And so we make things a little hard when the three wants it to be smooth. And so I've run into trouble where I'm like, I have to stand my ground on this. And the three's like, why can't you just go along? <laughs> right. And that is very good that you stand your ground there, eights, because that is not a good point for the three when they're in their sixth place of people pleasing. Um, and so they do go there quite a bit in their younger years or in unhealth. So it's very important that the eight be grounding and saying to them, you're worth it. Don't let people disrespect you and treat you like crap. And you're always the loyal friend and you need to stand up for yourself. And the eights can be really strong and say, set the boundaries. Now you can't force it as an eight because I know you want to, because you know intuitively what's right. But understand that the three being a heart person does have this beautiful gift to feel others feelings. So even when their friends deceive them, sometimes they're the ones to welcome people back in and having a three and a four sibling amidst my sister and I, who are a one and seven, my other sister, I can tell you that the three and the four, of course, being hearts, they are the most generous and giving. And if you think of in the Christian narrative of the prodigal son, they're the father in the story and they're always welcoming people back. And there's something beautiful and merciful about that. So I don't want us to stamp it out with our boundaries and our rights. 
but I also want to let them understand you don't deserve to be walked on and be a total masochist. So do remember that threes, that your eights are going to help you to stand up taller. And so do value how tough they are because they're going to make you a lot tougher. And when you're tougher, you're going to reach more people. I have a daughter who's a three and I can't tell you the amount of times I have to say to her, you matter, you feelings matter, your thoughts matter. You need to stand up and say, I matter. Like it's okay to speak your truth too, right? You don't have to put someone else down by speaking your own truth. Mm -hmm. And just because you do doesn't mean you are. And it's been, it's been a battle. She's 15 and she's, I'm seeing the strength rising up in her and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm loving every bit of it. But she also does something for me that you kind of spoke to earlier and I will respond to a situation and she will tear me down (laughs) and say to me like, that was so inappropriate. Do you understand how you made this person feel? Mm. And I back, I back up and think I'm, I, and I, now I know to say, I'm so sorry. I did not know that. Mm. And thank you for telling me so that I understand. Right. So she gives me this whole other lens. I think they seriously see through our bull crap more than any other. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. But I'm proud of us three who can do that because I see that um, more than any other pairing, I see that the three lets the eight dominate when they're not healthy. So it makes me very happy that you've made yourself safe to your daughter. You know, I love everything to be safe. (laughs) Well, the eights and the twos, they share a lot of passion together and They share a lot of healthy pride together as a couple, and I consider them pure passion because they have such a love of helping the world, and they just have to pay attention to, because it's not as complex of a relationship, they have to pay attention to how much socializing they do together and giving in the world, (laughs) because that can create a lot of resentment for what are we going to do when we have our downtime, and the two saying, I need attention, so especially a self-preserving two, so what's very important is that the twos really set their own boundaries and that the eights set their boundaries and that they talk about like, if we're going to serve five organizations, it's never going to work. How about we find one we both are passionate about and we serve that one together. And maybe some of it we do apart because we each want our own accolades because we like accolades in this pairing, but we also do some of it together so we can be a proud, happy couple. And then we go and rest together. Um, Now, when I say together, I mean at home together because the two will need to understand that building their self-esteem is part of the process and not just asking the eights to take care of them all the time because eights are servers and they will rub your feet and draw a bath for you and help you out in whatever specifics you want as a two, but they don't want to do that all day. And they definitely expect to have that back to them. So um, in order to like not be on each other 24 seven codependently, I say to this pairing, give some space, take some personal space. Just like I say to the nines, give the nine 30 minutes to two hours a day. I say to the two, eight pairing, give each other 30 minutes to two hours a day to just chill. How do um, eights end up hurting the two? with twos dealing with pride and humility, they need to talk about how they're hurt instead of just flashing the relationship out there and saying, I have a perfect relationship. They need a safe place. And I'm super proud of any two who is doing the work to say it's not easy and it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. So they first need to acknowledge that to themselves instead of a prideful, we have it perfect. I have the best spouse ever um, and say, this is hard. It's not easy. And I deserve better because they are human. You both deserve better. They deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And so what can happen is the eight can 
blame them and hold vindication against them if they're mad about something. And the two can internalize it and think that they are a terrible person. And so that's why they don't reach out. So the two has to fight back by saying, I'm worth it. Similar to what we were saying about Aaron's daughter, you have to fight back and say, I have self-esteem and self-worth. And that is going to come through some of my own development of my own giftings and a little bit of separate time from the eight. And then when you come back in standing strong with your eight and saying, I am somebody, your eight respects you more and says, I'm listening. Yeah, I know. I knew it all along that you were worth something, but who are you? And tell me what your needs are, not what our friends and family need, but sit down, stop being busy all the time and let's spend some time together and let me love on you because that two is so busy. They're moving all the time and they don't realize you're always asking for attention from your person, but they can't even stop to give it to you because you're so busy. So an eight can hear about boundaries and they're like, oh yeah, I'm busy and I know this and I have to do it. Like you ladies are saying, you're making huge changes because of the Enneagram. And I see that because you're a logical type. The two has a harder time with it. They also have a relationship to four and spend some time in victimization if they're not healthy. Um, and they also really just need boundaries work and it takes a lot longer. So just remember that it's going to take a while. They're not going to hit it with this complete logic and they're also thought deprived. So just spending time in the mornings for a two to think what is mine to do today helps them quite a bit to set the boundary and it's going to be a slow process. So I say to every eight with a two, please be patient and help your two to go slow at setting their boundaries. Baby steps. We're both helpers. Twos are helpers and eights are helpers. Mm. We just help in very different ways. <laughs> as far as the eight one, this one makes me crack up because it is such a funny dynamic of how the tempers do fly, but oh, wow. how yes. much they get done together. Oh my. Can I, yes. Can I ask, do you see a lot of eight ones? Yes, couples? I do. Yes. You do. Mm -hmm. That shocks me. <laughs> yes, I do because they admire each other's power and um, positioning with the logic. So it makes sense, just like the eight, nine, it makes sense. Right. And so they spend a lot of time finding each other. And the, you know how I said the eight can dominate the three if they're not careful? The eight can also do this with the one, but it's in a way that's kind of good. The eight and one can be called two of the bossiest types by some people. Um, I heard that from. B. Chestnut and Uranio Paez on their podcast. And um, what's interesting is as they work together, the, the one doesn't mind the eight to lead a little bit if the eight will lead well. So that's the good news is the eight can be the leader if they want. And the one will lay down if they see that it's just because they both care about justness. And the one doesn't is a compliance stance. They don't have to be on top. They don't have to dominate, but they do need to do what's right. So when I get with an eight, one couple, I really have to work with the eight to hear the heart of the one and what their passions are. What are they really caring about? Because whatever that is, you can't stop a one. It's kind of like a nine in right action. A one has a right action. And if you don't care about that, um, that's not okay. That's not going to work. You have to be with them in what they care about. And I think an eight can shift. Eight is so logical that eight can say, okay, that's really important to you. That's going to be really important to me too. Um, so I think that's a gift you guys bring to the table. And I think ones need you to bring that gift. And then the one has to realize when they speak the harsh words with the eight in that dynamic I talked about, it's usually going to be the eight doesn't give the one full space to listen. Then the one says, 
let me talk. And then at that point, the one needs to do their work to say, okay, they interrupted me because they didn't feel safe. I'm going to read between the lines. And with this grouping, they don't often want to read between the lines because they're both black and white thinkers. So one of them has to step in and either the eight has to not interrupt or the one has to say, I'm going to just give some grace here. And then the eight wants the one to be soft. I just had that with an eight one session this week. And they're like, please be soft. And the one's like, Oh, you know, it's just hard. It's like that word isn't really in either vocabulary that much. But where the one can do it is if they feel that they can trust their eight and that they can go to their four heart space because they go to that four space. And I know it's their stress arrow, but ones can go to four well in this way that they can say, I have a heart space. So if I'm safe to use it, I will. If I don't think you're going to listen, I'm not using it because I can fly with you into tempers. But if you will stop and listen and let me talk, then I'll tell you about my heart, especially if I know you're not going to use words that are hurtful to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. One of the things that Erin and I have seen with one relationships is that we truly realize that we come off as though we're quite rigid at first because we overstate things and make a very simple statement about something. But aids mm-hmm. tend to be actually quite teachable and, mm-hmm. um, and take up a different position if uh, it seems like the right thing to do. But where we have struggled, mm-hmm. we have never seen that in reverse. We have never seen a one move off their strong to what they believe is right and open mm-hmm. themselves up to even the possibility that our viewpoint might actually also be right. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. So what is happening there and what what do you see as a way that eights through their communication style or whatever can open up the likelihood that that would happen because maybe we're not doing something right. <laughs> I don't think you can change them. And that's been, of course, being married to one. I know that that's always been a thought of, I hope I can change him. And I think that it's like, that's why I likened it to the nine in right action. We never allow ourselves to do that to a nine. So let's not let ourselves do it to a one. If they're in a stubborn place and they really believe in something, what we can say is you just, you fine, you're you, but respect me with who I am. And that usually does work because they're like, okay, this is hard for me to leave this angle that I'm right, but I can at least hold in tandem with you that you believe you're right just as passionately as I do. But you can't- I've never seen that. Okay. They've never allowed me to stand in my right. They won't stop teaching. They they will not leave Mm -hmm. it and they pursue that teaching us the right way and it it just never ends. (laughs) Well, it's hard because they're so committed to that space and it's so much a part of their innards, like it's part of their soul. So they can't separate it out. And there's so much on ones that we could talk about all day, but uh, there's a codependency to ones in their four space and there's a lot of low self-esteem. And so they're like standing on one little tiny thread basically. And so if we take that, they're like, that's all I have. So how you really have to get through to them is to give it time. And like you said, you haven't been around them that much. And in time, a lot of ones do grow a lot. And even as they maintain their right stance, and sometimes their right stance shifts. So you have to give a lot of time and a lot of grace. And even of course, you know, they need fun. So if the eight can lean into their seven wing, they really need to be a little bit laughed at, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to encourage you guys not to give up because I think that's 
really important when an eight feels totally in despair. They go into that five so hard. I've been there for you for so long. I've sacrificed. I've given up relationships. I've danced for you and you just, you know, didn't respond. And so I just want to tell the eight right there to have faith. Um, I hope you can believe that even if you're not a person of faith, that you can really take some courage to know that you will rise up as an eight. You're so strong. And I just want you to understand that not everybody has that strength. So with that strength, bring some grace in that people won't always be able to meet you in such strong ways that you meet them and take it as a sense of, I'm really blessed that I am this strong and that I can do this for others. And a lot of others aren't quite there for me. So lean back in to your relationships. Don't give up on everybody. That's my last word for you guys. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. <laughs>